This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Excuse me? Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. With us today is Peter Campbell. Uh, he's with the Financial Times, in charge of the global industry of automobiles. And he's based in London. And uh, uh, Peter Campbell, well, welcome to uh, WABC in uh, New York. And um, you've been covering what's going on in the electric vehicles and gasoline vehicles. Uh, what are your findings? Thank you very much. Great to be with you this afternoon. Uh, well, look, what we're seeing in, in gasoline vehicles, but particularly in EV vehicles at the moment, is slowing demand for them everywhere, slowing growth uh, in EV sales, right? So EV sales are still rising. There's still more people buying them than they were before. But whether you look at the US or Europe or most other major markets, uh, they aren't selling quite as fast as everybody expected them to, right? And that, the reason for that, there's lots of reasons for that, which we'll get into. But fundamentally, it comes down to this one thing, and it is the early adopters have already adopted. Right? Everyone knows someone who has a Tesla already, and the mass market mainstream buyers are proving much, much more difficult to convert to EVs than everybody in the industry expected. Well, there's so many uh, problems uh, uh, in Florida. Uh, I, I've been told that uh, with the seawater hitting the batteries, they tend to explode. Uh, in very cold weather in San Francisco, uh, one of the buses uh, it, it didn't have the power to go up those big hills and, and ended up going backwards. Uh, there's so many problems with them uh, where the Toyota chairman said, I'm going to make all the vehicles. I'm going to make uh, gas vehicles, diesel vehicles, uh, uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles, and let the consumer decide what they want. What say you? Well, it's very interesting. If you look at the car makers, which is where I spend most of my time writing about, some of them are going to go all EV. Some of them are going to go all EV quite soon. Quite a lot of them, though, the more pragmatic ones are saying we will sell petrol vehicles, we will sell hybrid vehicles, we will sell, uh, often in Europe, diesel vehicles, and we'll sell electric vehicles, and we'll let consumers make up their minds about which ones are best. Now, the issue is that you have regulations. Uh, you've got some in the States. We've got some in Europe as well that are pushing people to buy EVs faster uh, in order to reduce overall emissions. That's obviously important for the, you know, the benefit of the whole planet. Um, but there are uh, questions about how fast people are going to want to go into EVs. And actually, you know, there are a lot of scare stories around about EVs. People talk about vehicle fires and, and other issues and cold weather. And it is true that EVs uh, are less performing in cold weather and have less range. And it is true that there have been some vehicle fires, but quite a lot of the what you might call scare stories have put people off EVs. And it's just kind of further evidence that a lot of mainstream buyers who really are not that interested in being first into a technology, they just want a car that works. And they will take a lot more convincing, right? And that is 
partly the job of the industry to convince them. Uh, it is partly the job of governments who want people to buy EVs to convince them that those EVs are better. Uh, but fundamentally, it's all going to take time. It'll take time oh. for the prices to come down. And once the prices come down, I think actually you'll see a lot of people want them. Uh, I believe that Jim Farley from Ford said uh, uh, last quarter they lost an average of $35,000 per EV. And, you know, how, and $4 billion. How often do you want to do, lose $4 billion and 35000 per EV? Uh, and um, at, at what point does the, the government stop subsidizing? Well, this is the big, this is the big issue. It's the perennial issue with EV adoption, right? Which is that if you look at a map of where the world's biggest EV sales are, and you look at a map of the world's subsidies on EV sales, those maps are the same, right? Where EVs sold are where the subsidies are, and so it's going to be a real test of the market when the subsidies start to get unwound, which places are still wanting them. Now, EV technology, you know, even though it's been reasonably commonplace in our roads the last couple of years is still pretty early. We're still in the sort of second or third wave of mainstream EV vehicles coming out. And the technology is getting better all the time. We're expecting prices to come down. We're expecting range to go up. Uh, we're particularly expecting charging speeds to improve, which will make owning an EV much more like owning a gasoline vehicle in terms of being able to charge it quickly and then go about your day. And so once all those things happen, then you get the price, particularly the sticker price of EVs, uh, crossing over with sticker price of gasoline vehicles, then I think you will expect to see a lot of people doing that. But you're right. At the moment, a lot of the car makers are selling EVs because they have to, because they have to hit their targets and are sometimes losing, I mean, in Ford's case, prodigious amounts of money on those EVs. And so the industry is braced across the whole car industry for a lot less profit initially early on in electric vehicles kind of hope is scale improves as volumes improve and as the factories get fuller that the profit on those vehicles will start to rise in future uh well people have to make up their minds i guess uh peter campbell uh thank you would you keep us informed and uh, uh we will stay in touch with you and uh, and uh, we'll go quarter by quarter and see uh, what the progress is absolute pleasure thank you very much Thank you. Peter Campbell of the Financial Times, global uh, motor industry correspondent. Thank you so much.